as always, the Pittsburgh Steelers have very fun ways to make a game that you think should be comfortable uncomfortable. That's what happened Sunday night. Now, we talked about the win in our Monday show on the Locked On Steelers podcast, but we got to talk about the things that scared you a little bit more because the tackling became a major issue. We're going to talk about the tackling from the plays that that happened to the players that needed to improve and question do the should the Steelers go get some help and I say we because I'm joined by Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter let's get into it you are Locked On Steelers your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And y'all know that we got to bring in Tony Serena. But before we do that, I got to remind you guys, this show today is brought to you by McDonald's. This episode of the Locked On Steelers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. We also thank you for making Locked On Steelers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and, of course, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to our channel. It's a wonderful show. Now, bring it in. Y'all know what time it is. It's not just any Tuesday. It's time for a Tony Tuesday. What's up, Tony? How you doing? Um, happy to be here. Happy that we no longer are doing Tony Blues days. They're done. They're they're done for the year. We're we're the out year. Of, so it's over. It's over. We're we're, we're it's Tony Wednesdays every. Uh, Tony, maybe we should Tony. have me on on Wednesdays for a Tony. Anyway, we're going. Okay, got it. Got it. Anyway, the, 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 we lose the alliteration. Man. We do. We absolutely do. <laughs> I, I, I listen. Listen. We we got. We'll work on the on the W thing. First of all, Tony, um, how you doing, my man? I know that that you were probably stressing like the rest of Steeler Nation on Sunday night. Did it keep you up all, like as longer than you needed to be? Oh yeah, no. The adrenaline of the end. Of, that's the problem with a Sunday night game like that. Is that yes, absolutely, especially the TJ Watt strip sack and then you're just like the adrenaline is pumping okay i can't believe they won and now i gotta pace around my house at 1 a.m <laughs> work it off <laughs> yeah exactly you know and i'm trying to like yeah 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 uh but it was an exciting game and and of course it was going to be an exciting game the steelers going up against a team with a bad defense and a backup quarterback and a backup running back we that know. is a recipe yeah i mean as Steelers fans <laughs> we all know tomlin told us what was his, his second year in the league he said steeler football is 60 minutes it's never gonna be pretty and I'll tell you what, that was the most accurate thing Mike Tomlin ever said because, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, we we are we're bred as Steeler fans to know that this is this is our lot in life. There are no easy wins, but it was a win is a win. And in 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 week six of the National Football League, I think you certainly have to take them. Now, one thing, Tony, that I think rang the loudest in the problems of this game was the tackling, and especially the inability to stop the run. And I talked about that. In the uh, in the in the openings in the in the the post game show. Also, we apologize here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Uh, there was a problem with megaphone that didn't allow the podcast to go on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and Odyssey uh, until midday Monday. It was up on YouTube, but there was a problem because I was using hotel internet and there were some issues that I didn't see until someone tweeted at me and told me there was an issue. So very sorry to those who didn't get to listen to that in their mornings on Monday. Um, but if you want to go back and listen to it, it is a fun show. I was able to do it while I was in New York City post-wedding 
uh, doing some celebrations there for some good friends of mine. Shout out to Naomi and Akshay, uh, two good friends of mine that got married, had a wonderful wedding. We thank them and the Shaw family and the Burma family for hosting us. It was a wonderful time. And all my Steelers friends who hung out with me afterwards because they wanted to see what was what it was like watching with Chris Carter, who just sits there with a laptop and tweets throughout the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to the Steelers at hand. Tackling was an issue in this game. In this game, they missed 14 tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. Minkah Fitzpatrick missed three. Terrell Evans missed two. Devin Bush missed two. Cam Sutton missed two. Joe Hayden missed two. Uh, and then Bugs, Hyde-Smith, and Schobert each missed one. But, like, those weren't the big problems for me. Um, I, you know, we, we I talked a lot about the, the good side of this. Alex Highsmith was phenomenal. He had four run stuffs. He was he got one and a half sacked. He was he was on fire. This was one of his better games that we've seen him play and more yeah. consistent. The scary part for me, if I'm the Steelers right now, Tony, is that you just put up against a team that really doesn't run the ball that well. You just show, they they were able to show that outside of TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and uh, uh, and Cam Hayward, if you run at that uh, at that other side of the interior, yeah. teams are going to bully you, and you're about to face the Browns in two weeks. Who they, all they do is run the ball well. They, they got they they absolutely have to shore this up, Chris. And, and it was weird watching the other night because while we've seen this defense give up big runs in spurts, you know, the, the Packers had some success running the football, but even Tomlin had said after that game, like, look, that was a little bit part of the game plan of, you know, we right. just didn't want them to get big plays. You didn't want Aaron Rodgers to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Javonta Williams had some big plays in that, in that uh, Broncos game we talked about last week. So this had happened in spurts, but nothing like what we had seen, especially out of this iteration of the defense, right? And th mm -hmm. this defense since Minka Fitzpatrick gotten here, all this talent, has gone in. I mean, this was two straight drives of the Seahawks just running the ball straight at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a, I don't know, Chris, it was a little soft, wasn't it? I mean, there, was a, there were times on that defense it where soft, it, looked, yeah. it, it looked a little soft. And it was it's something we're not used to as Steeler fans watching. Um, so, yeah, I think they have to, to clean this up for sure. I wonder, though, you know, in a game where the Steelers just played a just a weird game against the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, how much of this – do you really say, okay, alarm bells need to go off, and this is something in the bye week that absolutely has to be fixed, or do you say one game sample size? This has, well, this has not been a major issue all year. Do we real? How much do we really need to course correct at this point, or how much do we just chalk up to, hey, one weird game? In fact, not even just one weird game, because really it was only a couple of series there. It wasn't like there was sustained success in once the, this game got to the fourth quarter, or even overtime, when it came to running the football, right? I do agree that there was a sense of like, this is this is kind of weird. And they talked about it during the game. Chris Collinsworth was like, the Steelers aren't trying to come out of their too high safety look. They're trying yeah. to keep it. And, and a lot of people, I saw a lot of Steelers fans like, Keith Butler, why are you being so dumb? You're so scared of Geno Smith. He wasn't scared of Geno Smith. He was okay. He was trying to say, hey, Geno Smith, try to run the ball and try to dink and dunk us to death because we'll take you having to be consistent for an entire game and right. not make a mistake over the chance that you just throw up a prayer like a Joe Flacco pass and DK Metcalf comes down with it and scores a big touchdown because that's burned the Steelers at least three times now. So yeah. that's where I, I saw the name. But eventually they were like, you know what? They are hurting us with it. Let's let, let's let's pack the box. Let's get it done. And that's when you saw them take away the run, put pressure on Geno Smith, and they had a hard time. The real question I think right now becomes, Tony, like you said, you know, how do they correct this? For me, I look at Isaiah Bugs. Isaiah Bugs cannot be a starter for much, you know, much longer. Mm. You know, I just, I, I think he's getting whipped a lot. I think he's losing in the hole. If he is a starter, it's 
very much a rotation. Like you're a starter for a series, and then in goes Mondo, or in goes Louder Milker, in goes this veteran that we that, that we just signed. That that's what the Steelers need to be thinking about right now. They need to be looking at this as like, hey, um, you know, there has to be an answer. There has to be uh, there has to be a, another option there because putting him there, I mean, you, and we talked about this before we went on the air. Almost every it seemed like the entire time that the Seahawks ran the ball well, yeah. they didn't run it. They didn't run outside by T.J. Watt. They didn't run outside by Alex Highsmith. They didn't run inside to Cam Hayward. They ran right where that other defensive tackle is. Whether it was Chris Wormley, whether it was Isaiah Bugs, whether it was Henry Mondo, that was the gap they were running. I will say Louder Milk had a little bit better of a game than I thought he did. Um, you know, he got he got in there. He only had eight snaps though. That, that you know, Lattermilk may have to may end up being a you know kind of a saving grace here for the Steelers. A, a big body guy who the Steelers can maybe start to play a little more down the stretch. Although I think the issue here, Chris, if if we're talking about Bugs going out of the lineup, you know, Bugs was the replacement for Alualu at nose tackle when the Steelers are in base. Uh, who is that going to be? If it's not bugs, it's got, it's got to be somebody. And the real question is, do they need to go get some other people? We're going to explore some options that the Steelers can use to fix this. They do have a bye week. That's one of the big things here. They have a bye week to address things, whether it's personnel or practice, or it's just like you said, a fluke situation. But before we do that, this episode of Locked On Steelers is brought to you by McDonald's, probably serving your community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and afford, affordable food. It's a place where fr- fam- friends and family can come to reconnect and refuel. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or the away team can go to go home to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to, re- to, re- to rest your legs and refuel i can tell you tony as a guy who just drove to new york and back over the last week but on both trips i stopped the mcdonald's for breakfast on the way out Ooh, and on the way back it yeah. was clutch i got me i got me my uh my bake my bacon cheddar or my bacon cheese bit and egg biscuit it was wonderful i get my large orange juice and i'm a happy camper you want to go to mcdonald's and make your memories i did that with my with my with my loved one with my girlfriend we had a great trip on our on our, on our way back uh, on that wedding that i was talking about in the first segment there so why don't you go to mcdonald's listeners and refuel and reconnect because at mcdonald's I'm loving it because when I go there, I eat, I eat good. I make good memories and we thank them for being a sponsor to our show. Remember to go to McDonald's, but I'm loving it. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Here my friend here, Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Remember, you can listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and watch us on YouTube. That being said, we got to get back to this tackling topic. Now, Tony, it's rough. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, look, the, you know, this is certainly a defense that we came into the year with, Steelers came into the year with, with expectations of being still, look, this lost talent, but they, this was going to be a team that was going to fall off a little bit. But I, I don't know, Chris, that mid-season I expected to be sitting here with you here today and talking about needing to add personnel to fix this thing. But I guess this, that's where the Steelers are right now, aren't they? That, that, that's the situation right now. Like, And part of this is injuries. I mean, let, let's, let's be clear. Now, yes, I, I do. When I look back at this game, I know Devin Bush, a lot of people were getting on him, but I saw a lot of situations where he's getting swallowed up a lot faster than he should be. The whole point of getting a Devin Bush who's small and fast and moves sideline to sideline and get hold of hole is that you got to keep him clean. 
But yeah. if you're not keeping him clean like the Steelers weren't, it's going to neutralize the whole impact of what he can what he can bring to the game. Now he, again, he's helping in a lot of ways that people don't notice when you see him take away the middle of the field in the passing game, uh, when he makes it harder to, tar- to target that part of the field. He's done that. Like, there's no question about that. But when you see him get swallowed, people are like, oh, why isn't he doing Like, that's not his role. The, that, the whole point of the Steelers' defense is to have those big guys up front that swallow. That's why they That's why they brought back Tyson Lulu. That's why they paid Stephon Tua a lot of money. That's why they paid Cam Hayward to stay here. They know that a big part of their defense needs to be keeping their linebackers clean with big, strong up-front guys. Like we said before, uh, 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 Isaiah Bugs not doing that. No. Henry Mondu, not doing that. Like, it, no. it's just – it's getting rougher and rougher and rougher. Um. And, it doesn't look uh, like Stefan Tuitt's any closer to coming back, right? I mean, he's practicing we, a little bit, but we, we we've only we've only been been shown, uh, you know, as a person who attends Steelers practices, I'm not allowed to say what I see oh, there, yeah. but I am allowed to see what they report and what's been reported, you know, just via pictures is that he has done some light things at practices. We have no idea when he's coming back. We've asked this. I, I know we we've asked, you know, no, it's Keith yeah, Butler. No, Tomlin's a, yeah, and Tomlin and Butler, are, yeah, basically a broken record. It's not happening anytime soon. It, it sound like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're they're kind of just saying maybe I don't know, and, and then it, when you hear that, like because like you know they told they gave us a heads up when Zach Banner might be coming back. They, they gave us those heads up, so like you know the fact that it hasn't happened, Stefan Tua is not coming back to save you. So maybe it happens later in the season, but later in the season isn't right now. And this team is about to go up against a a, a, a Cleveland Browns team that yes they're hurting right now. They're dealing a lot of issues. They're really and we'll talk about the AFC North in the third segment. But to me, this is a game that's a must-win for the Steelers. They got to be able to put the pressure on 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 the rest of the division. They got to show kind of the whole NFL is like, listen, uh, yeah, that game was an I was an ugly win against Seattle, but there's you know there's going to be plenty of chances for them to have good wins, and this needs to be a good win. But if you can't stuff the run against the Browns, you're gonna be you're gonna make that game a lot easier for them, as they found out in that playoff game last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, this this team has to clean it up. Um, I guess one one thing we should talk about. You know, before we start talking about going outside the organization to fix this, I guess Carlos Davis, if he were to get healthy, is an option on the interior as someone who, you know, just a new body, someone they really haven't seen all year because Davis has been hurt. Uh, Davis is a young guy who they, they you know, they, there's there's some upside there for sure. Um, he was in a competition with Bugs. So I guess Carlos Davis coming in could potentially make somewhat of an impact there. Chris, what do you think? He could be. I like his physicality. I, I like like the the flashes we've seen about him, but it's just it seems a lot to put on a second year seventh round draft yeah. pick, right? No, like right. like that's a lot to hinge on the hopes of him. To me, there has to like there has to be like look maybe you trade trade for a guy that's a temper and, and maybe because there, there's teams out there that are struggling right now. They're like you know what this isn't our year. Like you know the Jaguars, the Texans, who maybe if they have uh, you know a defensive lineman who you who like they're like listen, you know, so we're not planning on holding on to this guy here. Take him off our hands for a sixth round pick, even though that's kind of what they did for Akella Witherspoon, and that didn't work out for the Steelers. And other Steelers fans think like, oh, don't do that again. But yeah. this is the whole point of those trades that look they're not always going to work out, and you're not always going to get you know Minka Fitzpatrick when you trade for a guy mid season, but. You take these trades to give yourselves a shot at having depth. You know, I still think Chris Wormley's a good rotational depth guy, but you know, him having to come in there and fill it the way he has, it's it's a lot to ask of him to do that much. So, um, t- Tony, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not even a guy who thinks who's looking around and seeing like, oh, here's all the definite people they should get at that position. But to me, it's something that Kevin Colbert should be on the phone about because they need to shore up the interior of their defense. All right, here's one guy that Kevin Colbert should call, and this is going to sound silly. Who's that? Oh, maybe maybe not. Maybe not that silly. 
it's not a defensive lineman, but we talked about kind of that second level. Oh, no. you know, th- this, these guys got to get kept clean. What What's Vince Williams up to these? Like, does Vince Williams, uh, does, come on, Vince, Vince, come on, come on, come on back. back. Come, come on, on back. Come, come on, on back. back, Vince. Come on, come on, Vince. Remember, he gives <laughs> he was Vince for a while because he wanted to be a killer B. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he was certainly a quality run defender who you did not have to keep clean. He would he he relished uh contact, especially uh in the hole. So I think Vince Williams, I look, I don't know what shape he's in right now. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, because also the problem was that he went. I mean, he because he said he was coming first. He the first he was let go, and then he said I'm, I'm coming back. Then he retired. I, I really think Vince. I think Vince is trying to just like live his life now. Yeah. I mean, if, if he says, "Yeah, I've been training this whole time," great, that's awesome. Come back in into the fold. But I mean, because because also I'm not sure if if the if the because all Vince Vince would be in that situation is the cannon fodder for Joe Schobert or Devin Bush. Well, yeah, keep one of them free, right? Keep you know he's the one that kind of takes on the, the 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 guard coming through the hole or whatever to yeah. to keep Bush clean. Yeah, that's that's where I think. He, he's got to be the asset because, boy, they, you know, outside of Cam Hayward, Chris, they just do not have that guy right now. They they don't. They they really don't. And, and that's the problem here. And this is what we talk about role players, why they're so important with teams. You know, Brett Kiesel wasn't a phenomenal superstar player, but he was a great role player because he, yeah. he, he, took, he took on double teams. He kept guys free. And then when it was time to make a sack, he could make those plays on occasion. So, like, there are a lot of those situations where you've seen that over the years where I think people have underappreciated. That's when Aaron Smith was so great at, like he yeah. kept people clean for years. Casey Hampton. That's why he was such a beast for years. Um, so those roles I think get underappreciated, but that's something that the Steelers need to be considering right now, because, you know, we're talking about the tackling and yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you that the tackling is something that they needs to be addressed. But I also think that there's a good chance that it's the bye week. They're going to look at that. They're yeah. going to say, listen, guys, there was like the one play on a third down where Terrell Evans missed the tackle because he was going for the strip, uh, which I didn't think he needed to go for the strip. They could have for- they would have forced a punt after the play. And then Robert Spillane like dove you know, unnecessarily and they cut yeah. off Mika Fitzpatrick. And then the guy ran for a first down. Those are the type of things that, you know, just, hey, work on these moments, work on these matchups that you anticipate and how you're going to break down those tackles and make sure that you don't have those misses. Keep the play in front of you. Play fundamental football. I think they got a little too let's force the turnover happy in that game. And that's what allowed that to happen. Because when I look at the, the missed tackles numbers in this game, um, Mika Fitzpatrick had three uh, leading, leading the way for the Steelers. But right now, before that game, when I looked on PFF, the Steelers had, they were ranked seventh in the NFL in their missed tackle percentages, meaning seventh yeah. best, not seventh worst. That They dropped to 13th after this game. So obviously, really bad game to fall, to fall six places down in the NFL with that one performance. But that's why I also think it could be an anomaly. It's something that was just bad for that game. Like you said, Steelers fans, you know how many times you've had those those bad, really bad games Ooh. that are so stupid. You know, so like... I mean, how many times with the Raiders over the years? I mean, I mean, it's just it's it's something that is like, hey, you know, these guys don't typically have this kind of performance, but they, well, they, even yeah, even happen. even like, you look at last year's eleven and zero stretch, like you know, let's, do we did we forget that Garrett Gilbert and the Dallas Cowboys were throwing oh into gosh. the end zone to win that were, one at the end? Ooh, like, you that know, was, the entire Ravens team is just you know ravaged by COVID, and that was a, what, was mm-hmm. a sixteen to fourteen game yep. there at the end. So yeah, I mean, the Steelers do this all the time. You brought up Terrell Edmonds. I think it is worth mentioning with Edmonds, like he's been having a a decent year in tackling wise. I think PFF had him marked for only one missed tackle coming into this game. And I do think you talked yep. about like this team kind of feeling the pressure of turnovers and, and wanting to get turnovers and feeling like this was an opportunity for them to get that, those turnovers that, again. Corner, yeah. Certainly, certainly could have. I, I have been one thing about Edmonds is, you know, the Steelers declined his fifth year option. You and I were both surprised by that. 
is mm-hmm. now basically a contract year for him. I'm kind of surprised. It does feel like Chris a little bit that he's he's taken a small step backwards this year uh, from where I thought he would be. They look like a player last year that was ascending, maybe not to be a star, but mm-hmm. certainly to be more than just a cog in the wheel, which is what he had been his last two years. I, I've been kind of disappointed with that we haven't seen like a, a, a real a growth once again, like we saw from him last year. I thought last year he was kind of an you know a, a, a average to above average player. This year, you know, back down to he's just just another guy, right? I mean, I see. I, I wouldn't say another guy because he has like. It, what's funny is like you said, he had he had one missed tackle going to this game. He had two in this game. Now he has three on the season. I mean, right. three on the season actually isn't that bad. The same thing with Devin Bush. He has three now because he had two in this last game. Uh, so like missed tackles, not as much of a problem. I think the biggest thing with Terrell Edmonds is that he does take away a lot on the field. Like when you go back and you watch, like man, this was really good coverage, and the quarterback didn't want to go here, so he went somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I think part of that is the Steelers have given up at least three of those big shot plays, uh, you know, in in, in situations, if they haven't given up those plays, how much more would we be looking at the rest of the defense doing their jobs? Because they were, they they were, you know, providing good coverage and enforcing those deep balls. If, if those deep balls are defended, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're four and two instead of three and three right now, or even five and one, because those were situations that broke open games for opponents that, you know, they were, they were banging with. Um, So, I, I look at that situation. I say, you know, Terrell Evans definitely hasn't taken the step forward this year. I will agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a little bit, I, I'm not so sure about taking the step backwards. You know, I'm not sure if he's regressed okay. as much because yeah. I've, I've seen good moments where he's been like, Hey, that was, that was the coverage that, that, that you needed there. That, that took away this and he's been in the right spot here and there. Um, You know, but, but again, to your, to your point, if you're going to get paid in this defense, if that just paid TJ Watt big money, that's probably going to pay Minka Fitzpatrick big money. Yeah. You need to show that you're as important as those guys. And right now, Terrell Edmonds, you know, if if they can find another guy that's like six two and can move the way that he does, they'll go get that guy in the draft and they'll say, like, you know what, buddy, just play this role. I'll tell you what, Trey Norwood is putting himself in. Say. I mean, the way that he's playing in the slot and helping at safety, it's not phenomenal play, but it's solid play. And if that's and if that's all you need from your strong safety, they might be like, "Look, Trey, that's your role now. Take take take." You think they'll put him at strong, full time, strong next year? I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not saying that's definitely the move. Yeah, too small. small. But but as a rotational guy, like how they're using Cam Sutton. I mean, not that he would line up outside, but Norwood at free safety, Norwood occasionally at strong safety, and then in the slot. I mean, Mike Tomlin loves those kind of guys. So I think Trey Norwood was like another Cam Sutton ish guy where yes. you're gonna you can kind of put him where you need him. Five different just places. Do everything. Never gonna be like a outstanding, oh my goodness, can you believe you know he's never gonna be James Pierre, let's say, but uh, you know, he'll always be kind of that uh reliable guy at, at whatever position you need him to be. Absolutely. So with that being said, they do have a lot to fix on defense when it comes to the tackling. We'll see if this is an anomaly. I'm sure the Steelers will, will talk about this uh, before their, their next game against the Cleveland Browns in two weeks, but they got to fix it before then. And again, it wasn't that big of a problem because they were one of the best t- tackling teams in the NFL before that Seahawks game. So we'll see if that was just a, they're trying to force the the the, uh, the issue with the turnovers instead of uh, a, a serious problem that will be systemic for the rest of the season. Um, but we got some AFC North talk for you guys. Before we do that, we got to talk to you about some of, some of our sponsors here, and we got to talk to you guys about about the beach bound about the beach bound. In life, we're all bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or 
maybe you're bound for just encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or creating my own taco flight. Listen, I love me some poolside bars. Cor Anytime I'm at a beach, Tony, I'm drinking Coronas. Like that's just it's the law. Like you see in the commercials, they got me. Mm -hmm. So that that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing on on beaches. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'm as happy as I can be. With Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you what you're looking for. But what are you looking for? Visit beachbound.com today to find that. We're also brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliable for every customer. They have everything you could need, from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their new easy-to-use website and find all the parts or car solutions you have to your auto part needs go to auto rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car truck right be sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box that they know that we sent you amazing selection live low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today and tell them that locked on sent you when we read back-to-back -back live reads tony we keep it rolling here on the locked on steelers let's podcast. do it now we're going to take a step back and stop talking about what we think the steelers need to fix and do they have a tackling problem but let's talk about other teams that have problems now, the AFC uh -oh. North is, is, is highly competitive. The Ravens, they're on fire right now. They're 5-1. and one. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and, and congrats to them. They're playing great football despite the injuries that they've suffered. Lamar Jackson continues to be phenomenal. I keep telling people he's not a running back at quarterback. He's a quarterback at quarterback. And that can also kill you like a running back. That guy, that guy's playing very well. He's the a good quarterback who happens to be the best running back in the league as well. It's <laughs> there, there you go. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's, the, that's the crazy part about that game. But. Uh, the Bengals at four and two, I think, are a lot better on defense than people gave them credit for, including myself. They're out, they're outplaying their expectations. Great job by them so far. But the team that was supposed to run away with it, the team that I, I saw some people putting in the Super Bowl, the team was a greatness. Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, what is going on with the Browns? I, Tony, you're smiling. I know you do the AFC North, uh, AFC North talk show. You're so excited for this week because the Steelers uh -oh. are a two game win streak. The Browns are three and three. They're struggling. Baker Mayfield. I know there's injuries that they're dealing with, but yes what everybody's got the Steelers got injury everyone's dealing, dealing with that all the time nobody said anything when the Steelers were hurt up last year and they were missing half of their de their team their defense was gone parts of their offenses was gone and it was like nope no we don't feel bad for the Steelers so it's kind of like okay Browns let's see what you do here and they got smoked by the Arizona Cardinals and I mean smoked what is your assessment of what the, what's going on with the Browns do you think that they're going to be a major threat the rest of the way I at this point, no, I do not. I think this was a this is going to be the wake up call of all wake up call for Browns fans because I look, Steelers fans who, who do not watch AFC North Talker or don't follow a lot of what's happening with the Browns right now. This is a team that you know they they were going into this week, they were three and two, but they lost very close games to both the Chiefs and Chargers on the road. And in both games, they felt like, boy, if we had just opened up the offense a little more, if we got a little too conservative down the stretch, if we had just been a little more aggressive, if we had let Baker do his thing. This offense could have really opened up. We could have scored even more points. I mean, this is, and then defensively, they kind of felt like, yes, we played poorly against Kansas City, poorly against the Chargers. But, you know, when you look at what they did against the Bears, against the Vikings, you know, they, there was a lot of optimism that that defense was going to be a top unit in the league, especially with Clowney and, and Garrett rushing the passer on every play. And, yeah, Chris, reality set in on Sunday against Arizona as, this, as the Browns tried to unleash Baker Mayfield, and he paid them back with not one. Not two, but wow. three horrible, horrible turnovers that oh, made man. that game pretty much over in the first quarter. I mean, that was a game 
that was 20 to nothing. If you, you know, if you didn't turn that one on early, you turned it on and bam, it's already 20 to nothing to the Arizona Cardinals. And that defense, you know, I, you, you, you and I used to argue all the time about Keith Butler and, uh, and the, the miscommunications in the secondary. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I was getting flashbacks of watching this Browns team because they are, I mean, they're way, I mean, they're, they're, they're way worse than the Steelers used to be. They, there are guys just running free, free frame and, and not, not just, you know, it wouldn't just be like a, a Christian Kirk. No, this is DeAndre Hopkins running free for the for the Cardinals you, in the you, back of the end zone. If Rondale Moore catches you with the Cardinals, okay, you exactly. you let you let you let, but you cannot let DeAndre Hopkins slip past you like no. that. That's not a thing. That should never be a thing when you're playing when you're playing anybody that has him on your team. No, and and remember, this is a Browns team this year that went all in this offseason. Yeah. They loaded up on this defense, getting JOK. In the yeah. second round of the draft, you know, and then add, adding Anthony Walker from the Colts yep. and John Johnson and John, from the Rams. John Johnson, that's where I was Trey going. Trey yeah. Hill at, at, at corner. Yep. They drafted Greg Newsome, and they have my, they already have my boy, my boy Greedy Williams, who I don't know if you saw Chris on Sunday, but Greedy Williams gave up a late touchdown in this one. Yeah. Because that, remember we talked I about thought, I think I think I tweeted you about him. I oh, think yeah, I tweeted no, every you week, about him. Every week, Chris does not let me, he will, he will never <laughs> let me forget. Although I will say, Chris, I will say to point out about Byron Murphy, I don't know if you saw the Hail Mary at the end of the first quarter, which is a miracle. Okay, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, was Byron bad. Murphy, maybe not maybe not the best at covering Hail Marys. But <laughs> you know what? That's the worst thing about Byron Murphy. I think Cardinals fans will live with that one. Um, yeah, this is a team but that the, invested this is, heavily, but this, and they're no better. But but that's the thing. Like, like when you say heavily invested, I mean, again, he's been a top five pick on, on, on Ward, and – and like even he's not helping them right now. It's 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 such a it's, well, he can't it's stay healthy such, either. He just can't stay healthy. And that's the thing. He can't stay healthy. But like this is uh this is alarming if you're the Browns. This is supposed to be your year. This is supposed to be your time. This is this is you rising to the top. You know, like at least the Steelers, even in last year, they were eleven and zero. Like they went they went. You're three and three through six games, and this is supposed to be the time of the year. And the rest of their schedule does not favor them them making a run right now, Tony. When you when you look at how how the um how how the Browns line up here? I mean, they've and sure you could say well the, the 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 Chargers are a good team though they got absolutely smoked by the Ravens. I mean, if you want to talk about the Browns having one of the better defenses in the league, and you're saying oh well they did they only gave up 47 points to the Chargers. Well, uh, the Ravens gave mm, up like what six points six, to the Chargers. I mean, like, that 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 should be alarming right there. But you know they they get the they get the Broncos this Thursday night football game. That's going to be interesting. They go then they play the the Steelers at home when the Steelers coming off a bye week. We'll see where the Steelers are at that point and where they mm-hmm. are with their injuries. Um, and, and kind of they get a, that's actually a favor because they do get kind of a bye because they'll have the Thursday night football bye, week. Yeah. The, yeah, the mini bye. So like that actually might, might be a very it, it will be an interesting matchup. But then they're on the road to the four and two Bengals on the road to the Patriots who are so weird i can't figure them out some some days they're good some days they're bad but the patriots are a talented team if you're not on your game they can catch you. they're hard out this year yeah they're hard out this year but then they get the lions at home they should win that but then back-to-back games against the ravens you know with the bye week in between that's that's a tough situation to face and then you finish with your last four games you know home against the raiders on the road against the packers on the road against the steelers then you host the Bengals, who are again right now are playing good football there's no like, like everyone, and I said this before the season. I was not big about the Browns. I think I, I said, you know, I think they're still a, a decent team. They got a lot of talent, but I had them being nine and eight because I just think like that this organization does, has not figured things out yet. And I look at this situation and like, man, like with some of these games, if they don't right the ship and if they don't find a way to say Baker Mayfield just stop stinking, yeah, they 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 could do worse than nine and eight. 
uh, very easily because this is the worst time for them to have a Thursday game. They are they are just absolutely brutal. They're, dec- they're, they're decimated right now. And, yeah, and, and, and no Kareem and, Hunt, maybe no Nick Chubb, maybe no yes. Baker Mayfield this week, which uh, maybe that's, maybe that's I not mean, yeah, maybe it's Baker. That's good yeah. for them, yeah. Odell, Odell is hurt. I don't know if you guys saw, they 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 drafted Anthony Schwartz in the third round, the the kid from Auburn, like the speedster, who just reminds mm-hmm. me of Dre Archer. I mean, I, you know, the Steelers fans remember Dre Archer, like super fast, super fast. What else? Great man. Horrible yeah. in life. He's just, he's, well, he's super, he's super fast. He's super fast. That's what he does. Like, what else? Can he, can he, oh, he's fast. He's fast. He's really fast. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what, like this team, this team is, I think right now, I think you have to say they are a worse football team this year than they were last year. Because yeah. uh, because from an offensive line perspective, they're hurt and not playing as well as they were. From a running back perspective, they're hurt again. Um, although I do think they were playing really well. At wide receiver, they've yeah, they definitely were. not. They definitely not upgraded. Although Donald People Jones, Donald People Jones is, is a nice player. Odell does not add anything to that room for them. He is just no, that no. him and Baker are not ba- on the same Baker, page. Baker and him can't connect. And then defensively, it's an outright disaster. I mean, guys are coming wide, wide open. I understand they had problems last year defensively, but this year everything is so easy for teams. Go look at that Cardinals game and how easy it was for Kyler Murray to score in the red zone on situations when they should have been kicking a field goal. I mean, there was third and long a couple times in that game where. They, they just easily scored a touchdown. So, yeah, I think I think the Browns right now are very much looking at – I mean, they're staring down the barrel at five, a 500 year easily with the way that they're playing now. They have to improve. And the problem is, Chris, you and I have talked about this, like Baker Mayfield, when, the, when everything starts crumbling around him and it's time for the real Baker Mayfield to show up, that's not a good situation for the Cleveland Browns to be in. I know Browns fans want to convince themselves, like, no, 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 Baker Mayfield's a top 10 guy. You know, he'll end up being a, a great quarterback down the stretch. When, when the situation's not right for Baker – you know, Baker Mayfield ends up being, you know, another Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff. Or I, I, I believe the saying, guys. I believe the saying goes, uh, a, a rising tide lifts, you know, lifts all ships. What does yeah. a sinking tide do? Because yeah. it, it gives it that that's kind of what you're looking at with Baker it Mayfield. Exposes Baker Mayfield. It exposes, a, a sinking tide exposes <laughs> Baker Mayfield. They, and they, that, but that's again, what we said then. That's what, again, why I haven't been sold on them. And I'm not saying the Steelers are destined to finish ahead of them. I, you know, I do think the Steelers will end up being a better football team this year. I said that before the season. I say that now, I think that they, yeah. with the way that they, they're growing and how they're running the football, they still, I think they still have a definitely a better defense. Um, and that's even without one of their best players to fall into it, ever even setting foot on the field this year. I, I, I really think this team can be better and it can, can be, can be a lot better than the Browns this year. And we'll see in two weeks, that's going to be a major matchup, a, a measuring stick game for both for both teams sitting at three and three. The Steelers, I, I kind of I expected them to be four and two in this situation. I expected them to be two and two and maybe beat some of the teams that they. You know, I expected them to beat the Bengals. That would have yeah, been the one, yeah. but I didn't expect them to beat the Bills. I didn't expect them to beat the Packers. Um, you know, but and honestly, if you had if Russell Wilson was healthy, I wouldn't have expected them to. I, I would have made that a coin flip game. So three and three, considering the start the Steelers have had with all the injuries, I think. That that's a blessing the, the way they had to go into the bye week after a one and three start at that situation. You're 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 trending upwards. If you're the Browns, like you're sitting there, like with wait a minute, if this is supposed to be the year, this is not what that's supposed to look like. You've lost back to back games. Your defense has given up thirty seven and forty seven points in back in back to back weeks. You know, and and again, like you said, the only times your defense have looked great when they were facing the Houston Texans after Tyrod Taylor, you know, got, got, yeah, they didn't look that was, good in that game. They didn't look good, that they, good in that game. Either, they were yeah. getting carved up. Uh, yeah. Justin Fields is one. Like, what was that? His first game his ever. First game. His first game. Uh, uh, his first game ever. And then Kirk cousins. I mean, if, if those are, if those are your, your best accomplishments, that's where I think the worry is there. But again, that's why I haven't been being on the Browns again, the Bengals playing very good football. I, I look at the way that they're putting things together. I think that they're doing fine. Uh, when, uh, when, and when it comes to the Ravens, 
again, Lamar Jackson. They're team Destiny. And the way, and the way, like you said, the way that they're playing. I mean, they they win with uh, with 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 uh, um, you know with making the doink field goal over, over over the crossbar. You know, they 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 win a close one against the Colts that they that the Colts just you know they had everything control and then and then they failed. Um, you know, and, and the fumble against just, the Chiefs. I mean, that, the, the, fumble, fumble the fumble against, against the, Chiefs. the Chiefs. I mean, sure. you know, and, and I mean, yeah. imagine. Imagine if if one thing goes their way against the Raiders, they're six and zero right now. Like yeah. so, like you know, this is this is a team that continues to play well, and they're playing the Bengals this week. That'll be a huge game uh, to watch for Steelers fans at one o'clock. So um, this is this is gonna be a big week to watch. But Tony, I know you'll be breaking things down on the AFC North talk yeah. show. Let me know where they can find you, follow you, and watch more of you there. One closing thought for Steelers fans this year, and sure. I know it's gonna hurt because of the way the Steelers season ended last year. But the Steelers had a weird eleven and zero run, and then kind of things fell apart at the end. And a lot of teams around the NFL said, hey, the Steelers were getting lucky all the time. It's not a surprise that they fell apart at the end. Mm-hmm. Closing shot here. Are the Ravens the 2000 Steelers, 2020 Steelers? Maybe. Well, stop it. Stop it. Maybe. Don't, don't, let, let the, let, if that's going to happen, let it happen. But don't you try to predict that it's going to happen. Because that's maybe. the <laughs> – Put me down for a solid maybe on that one. Yeah, you can find me on AFC North Talk. Tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun. As we celebrate the Steelers win and celebrate a big, bad Browns loss. Check that out. AFC North Talk on YouTube will be live 5.45 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. And make sure you check out Friday's show. Friday's show is going to be a lot of fun this week. It's going to be a live show. We're all This is the first time all four hosts are going to be in the same place. Uh, so okay. check that out. That'll okay. be Friday's show. Uh, preview show. All we're going to be talking about is Ravens-Bengals. That's the only game this weekend as the Browns have that Thursday game. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, and, uh, of course you can find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler country with Tony Serino. And then of course, every Tuesday here with my friend, Chris Carter. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tony, for always being there for us on Tony Tuesdays. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, all the places. Rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you get a special, special shout-out at the end of the show. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We'll see you then.